Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. What's cracking, Los Angeles? It's me, your host, Casey Diaz of the Shot Caller Podcast. Hey, man, we got a lot to cover here. But before I do that, um, well, let me keep you up to date with some of the stuff that's going around with me around here in Los Angeles. Um, I was very fortunate to uh, be a part of a group of men this uh, this past weekend with an outreach called For Freedom Outreach. They're out of Moreno Valley, California. And I got an invitation from them to come and speak at an orphanage here in San Dimas, California. And um, there's about 150 to 200 men. And uh, these guys, awesome, awesome group of men that have come onto the field and decided that they're going to invest their time, uh, their, their finances um, to mentor boys that don't have either mother and father or vice versa, uh, where uh, one of the parents is missing <clears throat> rather. Uh, and this is a place where, you know, it, it I, I, it's a difficult, it's difficult for a lot of, just in general, right? When it talks about, when somebody talks about investing your time or your, or your finances, it's, it's something that, that you kind of have to play with a, the, the idea, the thought, is it worth my time? Is it worth my finances to put into a program or an institution? Uh, but when we're talking about children, it's, I mean, it's a no-brainer. But even so, you have to have a heart to be called to do that. And I believe that there's people that go into ministry or ministries, and their heart is not truly in it, and it shows. It's evident. Um, they go into places where they have no business going into in the first place, and rather than helping, they're literally in the way of somebody else uh, filling in those shoes. And these guys, um, For Freedom Outreach, I want you to look them up. And when you look them up, I want you to just pray about how you can help. Maybe you're in Southern California and you're a male. Uh, I would say look these guys up, For Freedom Outreach, out of Moreno Valley, California, and be a part of a bunch of men that are actually doing something in their community and mentoring children. Sometimes you go into a speaking engagement and you think that you're 
going over there to inspire somebody, to encourage somebody, uh, to give somebody life, right, um, with the message of the gospel, uh, with your story. And, and then there's times like this where you go into a place like that and you listen to the director, speaker mind. And, and by the way, the McKinley Center is where I went. The McKinley Center, it's a family center. It's, uh, it's an orphanage. Uh, it, it has boys from, I believe, eight years old up to 18. Uh, they can be held there um, or housed there. And um, it's run by mainly women. And one of the, the guys from For Freedom Outreach, uh, uh, I believe, uh, reached out to the director there and asked the, the lady, you know, how can we help? How can we step in? Where do you need uh, help in? And her answer was, we need men. We need healthy men that will mentor these boys and invest in these boys. And so this, uh, this outreach, For Freedom Outreach, has done that. They have stepped into, this, uh, to, into the McKinney Center and they are doing a phenomenal job of bringing the love of Christ and their own time and their own finances to help uh, children that, uh, well, they're living there and they don't have a father or mother or that were taken out of a dangerous situation in a household and they're that now uh, housed in the McKinney Center. The McKinney Center is an awesome, awesome place. Uh, I did the research myself. And they are an incredible bunch of people there that are helping and that are bringing hope to children without uh, uh, mother or father. Uh, it, it's an amazing organization. And the people that are directing it and the people that work there, just I can't say more about them. They're just amazing people. But I want you to look, look for For Freedom Outreach out of Moreno Valley. And however you can help, if you're in the San Dimas area, in Moreno Valley, look them up, sponsor them, give into this ministry, do whatever it takes to help these guys out. These are the kind of people, these are my kind of people, man. They're not just talking about the gospel, they're living the gospel. And so uh, I just want to say uh, a shout out, a big shout out to Lane Davis and to Ryan out there, man, uh, just... Man, thank you guys so much for the invite. You don't know how much you have blessed me with uh, just to be there and to talk to the men there and to talk to the kids there. An amazing time that I had with you guys, and, and I really, really, uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for having me there. Um, so there's a lot of stuff, right, uh, that's going on. Um, but before I go into that, uh, also, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the Gabby... Petito, uh, um, uh, well, the murder of Gabby Petito, um, and uh, the fiance that is now on the run. Uh, the uh, authorities haven't named him as an actual suspect. They, is he's just a person of interest? But I think we all, I think we all know what's going on here. Um, again, you know, of course, we, we want the court system to unravel all of it. There, you know, justice has to prevail in this. But before I go into that, 
uh, I want to thank you guys for, man, just the the abundance of support that you give me here on the Shot Caller Podcast. Thank you so much for all your monthly contributions, those that uh, continue to give monthly and you've uh, signed up. And if you want to join the bunch of people that are here and they support this podcast, uh, it's very easy. You want to join the group. Very simple. You go to my website, kcds.net, click on the podcast button, and then the the when once you do that, it'll take you to the support button, and in there, it'll give you three ways in which you can financially support the Shot Caller podcast, and uh, you can become a monthly uh, supporter through that. You could also Venmo me, uh, and you could go to Venmo, kcd72 at gmail.com, or PayPal, and use the same email, kcds72 at gmail.com. And I want to say thank you to every one of you that that, that supports this podcast. Um, and so here we are in, in a time where, um, man, uh, unless you're living under a rock, you're not aware of the Gabby Petito case, um, the van life, uh, of very popular uh, YouTube a couple that, well, traveled in a van, lived out of a van, and just went from city to city and, you know, uh, started off with a young love and, and hauling yards, and and now uh, someone is dead. Her name's Gabby Petito, and her fiancé is nowhere to be found and a person of interest with uh, authorities. Uh I've been a big fan of AMW, America's Most Wanted, for a long time. Um, John Walsh has captured uh, through his show, I don't know, thousands of uh, of um, unsolved cases um, from murderers to hijackers to you name it. They've been brought to justice because of America's Most Wanted, the show. And he gives in his his intake on what he thinks about uh the family uh, he gives advice to the family and as you know if you if you know John Walsh he also lost a a, a young son by the name of Adam and uh to a uh, predator a sexual predator and um, uh, just in a very awful way and he'll share that with this clip that I have for you but I, I don't, I'm I'm going to go ahead and play the clip and um but there's some advice that he throws out there, uh, I agree uh, with that, and um, and and then I'll you know I'll share my uh, my two senses on this. Here you go, John. What advice do you have for Gabby Petito's family who are going through so much heartbreak right now, but have another phase, and that is to find the person who did this to their daughter and bring that person to justice? What would you tell them? I would tell them a lot of things and I would say to the dad first because the dad that they are now, this whole family belongs to the horrible worst club in America that I belong to, parents of murdered children. And dads always take it bad because we got that macho testosterone and we're always thinking about getting even. And when Adam was kidnapped, six years old, 1981, worst two weeks of my life till, we, till they found his severed head in the canal was the, the searching and the not knowing. They at least know what happened to Gabby and they know that the dirt bag that's out there. And, you know, I was building a hotel. I was a hotel builder and I had three partners. We were building our lifetime project, a $26 million hotel 
on Paradise Island when Adam was kidnapped. I never went back to the hotel business. I lost my company. I lost 30 pounds. I was set on vengeance to find out who killed Adam so I could have them killed or kill them myself. And I learned that's not the way to go. While I was doing that, my wife started the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, which is now 450 employees in Washington, D.C., five branches. So something really good came out of Adam's death, and we, we, did, we wanted to make sure he didn't die in vain. So I say to the family, if you want to call me, reach out to me. I, I have been there. I have been there, and you're going to come to some rough times. You're going to have to go through the roughest trial you've ever heard of in your life because it'll be your own daughter. But you've got to think of all the joy, that beautiful girl. Look at her. She's 100 pounds, a beautiful, loving girl. Think of all the wonderful days, not the one day when you found out that she had been murdered, but think about all that joy. And finding this guy, all the joy she brought you, but finding this guy is crucial. It's not about closure, Ashley. I never had closure, and it took me 27 years to get the files from, away from the Hollywood, Florida police and expose the mistakes they had. They had the suspect in 84, Otis Tool, a serial pedophile, and they had to let him go because they bundled the case so badly and covered it up for years. I, and and it, Tool went on to spend 70 more years roaming the country killing children until we, we got the files in, in after 27, I mean, he spent 20 some years roaming the country. We got the files after 27 years and it wasn't about closure. Your heart will always be broken. It was about justice. And that's what this family needs right now. Brian Dirty Laundry needs to be caught. He needs to be prosecuted and they need to see that Gabby gets justice and then they can end that chapter of their life and try to move on. They'll never be the same. They'll always have that open wound in their heart. Birthdays and holidays, open it and it bleeds more. Some days are better than others. But it's not about closure. It's about staying together and being nice to each other, loving each other and celebrating Gabby's life and about getting closure. So they can close that door and say that Brian Laundry is right where he belongs on death row somewhere or life without prison forever. So that's what's going to be important. And if the family wants to reach out to me, they can. They're, there's, they're hurting right now terribly. They're dealing with this horrible ending to this journey. But um, I'm there, and I, I don't know if I'll catch this guy, but the tips are pouring in. The social media, media world has blown up. Every time I do your show, we get tons of tips. We've handed over 10 good ones, and I want to see that guy go down. And I don't think he's well, got enough guts to kill himself. That would be the right thing I'll to do if what. he killed himself. We've got the tip line up again for you, John, 833-378-7783. I'm going to connect you personally to Gabby Petito's dad after the show, John, and I'm, I'm very thankful of you appearing tonight, and thanks for the work you're doing, and good luck with your program tomorrow night as well. So uh, I want to, it's an, an emotional um, interview, and the clip was uh, used uh, from News Nation. Um, this is where John Walsh is uh, talking here. You can check it out on YouTube. But, you know, he, he said some some things that, that are important that you might want to uh, consider. And he addresses, John Walsh addresses the dads. And, and I, I'm so glad that he did. Because, you know, I have two daughters and I have a son. And dads, when when we are, when somebody crosses the line, 
when we're challenged. And 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 in this case, I I, I can't imagine. I've never lost a child uh, uh, to violent crime. So I can't imagine. I can't imagine um, what that dad, especially when the dad is involved uh, in the life of their child, I cannot begin to imagine what's going on in the mind of a of a dad at that moment. And I'm sure they're not healthy thoughts, and rightly so. I mean, there's emotions there that are that have never been there, and. It's like what John said, you know, the, the macho side. And I don't even know if it's the macho side. It's just the the nature of men um, as defenders, as warriors, um, as, a, as an alpha male. Uh, somebody does something wrong to our family, as little as a dirty look or, you know, uh, a wrong word said. Your your dad instinct, your man instincts, uh, just roar, and you're ready for war. You're 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 ready for a fight. You're ready to dismantle anything that gets uh, close to harming your family. And so, to um, to Gabby's father and and mother, wow, man, that's gotta be. I don't even know how to explain it. I'm not going to even attempt to. He's 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 got a tough road, that's for sure. The dad has a tough road. So does the mom. Uh, but I want to particularly talk about the dad because, you know. I'm sure he wants to take matters in his own into his own hands. I'm sure he wants to uh, get his hands on on this guy. Um. And Brian Laundry and 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 wring his neck and give him a slow death, but I'm, I'm certain that those thoughts are are you know crawling all over his mind right now. And I like what John said, you know, um, how he felt the same way, and and he had to learn that that is not the right way to handle this type of um, uh, problem at hand. Uh, it, it, but it's got to be tough, and it's something that the dad's going to have to learn uh, very slowly, and he's going to everybody is going to have to give him time to process. And 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 uh, man, I'm trying to be careful with my words. I think it's going to be a long, slow process for him to kind of I don't want to say settle down, but 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 calm down, right? And even that just sounds awful because how do you tell somebody that has lost you know, their child to calm down. How, how do you do that? But you know what I'm saying? It, 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 that's, you know, and I'm glad that John Walsh is the right person to address this type of scenario because, well, he lost his son, uh, Adam, as you heard uh, from his own uh, uh, testimony here. And, uh, and I want to tell you guys, you know, you might have friends that are, have gone through things um, who have lost children. I think it's so smart to avoid trying to comfort people with empty words. Unless you've been in the same scenario that they have in losing a, a son or a daughter, I think it's best not to... Because here's, here's what happens. Sometimes we 
we do more damage trying to kind of wing an encouraging phrase, right? And even when we throw scripture, you know, um, in there, even to a believer. And I know that scripture is for everything. Don't don't get me um, twisted on that. Scripture is for everything. But I also know that, you know, we don't float. We don't walk on water. We're flesh. And we, we have emotions and we feel and, and you know, all that, all the, the mixture of, of all this emotion bundled into one. We don't think straight. And sometimes we, you know, uh, we're trying to be friendly and we try and, we're trying to understand somebody's pain. But sometimes we do more damage by saying the wrong things. And I think that in a situation like this, you know, uh, it's okay not to know what, what, what to like. If you don't have nothing to say because you haven't gone through this process of losing a child to a violent crime, I think the best thing to say is, hey, I'm just here to listen. I'm just here to listen. I'm not here to give you an adv- some advice. I'm just here to listen. And if you're okay, Maybe uh, um, I could read the Bible to you, but I want to listen. I don't want to give you advice because I don't know what you're going through right now. I, I haven't lost a, a family member to violent crime, so I don't know how that feels. And I think that is better than just trying to wing encouragement. You know, uh, saying things like, you know, sending you, uh, good thoughts. Good thoughts have never healed anybody. What is that? What is that? You know, what does that mean? Sending you good thoughts. It's meaningless. So rather than doing that, pray for them. Listen to them. But don't give advice if you haven't gone through something like that. You're going to get yourself in a bad situation by doing that. I love what uh, John Walsh also said. He said, celebrate Gabby's life. And I think, uh, he, 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 you know, John Walsh, because he's uh, been in, those, in that situation, in that exact situation, it, it, it seems very genuine that this is something that he had to process and he had to learn on his own time to celebrate his son's uh you know, years at, on earth. And, and I could see, you know, when he said it, it kind of opened up my eyes to, to understand. That makes sense. It just, it just does. You know, sometimes you hear something and you go, that makes sense. I think those, that's one of these occasions right here where that makes sense. Listen, this Brian Laundry, John Walsh calls him dirty laundry. Because it is, he, he is dirty. He's 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 no good. And, and I wanted to come on this episode and make some noise. And I think that every everyone that has a voice, whether you have a podcast, a radio show, a TV show, whatever it is that you have, and you're able to relay a message through sound waves, we need to all be on board until this coward is locked up. 
He took somebody's daughter, man. And then he ran. And nobody runs unless they're guilty. That's just bottom line. And I'm going to call it what it is. And uh, I don't know what it is with uh, Brian's uh, family. And uh, but that whole situation to me sounds a little fishy. I'm not going to you know, say anything of like that because I don't know the details. But it just looks fishy. And I'll leave it at that. That they don't know anything. Uh, uh, just That's hard for me to uh, process. And why is that? Well, because I've been on that side where I was wanted. And I can tell you, anyone in uh, that's on the run from serious charges, I can tell you, I can speak from that end, from, from that corner, absolutely. I know that he's most likely uh, <laughs> very anxious. He's not sleeping all that well. I know that he's growing tired uh, each and every moment. Uh, I think that, and here's here's something that I thought about, and and I kind of went back to my case, right, when I was being sought after. One of the things that that I did personally, and I don't know if he's doing it, but from talking to everyone that that I've met uh, and that I've done time with, prison time, most of us ended up very close to where the crime happened. Uh, most of us didn't have the ability to run across country or state. Uh, most of us kind of st- stayed nearby. And I wouldn't be surprised, and mark my words here, and make, maybe make a note of it if you're you know, uh, in the comfort of your home, you're not driving, make a note of it. Casey said this on this day. I would not be surprised that Brian is underneath everyone's nose. I wouldn't be surprised that he's in familiar territory that he's been at before uh, during his life. A favorite place, a favorite, you know, atmosphere. I would not be surprised that he's underneath everyone's nose. Because what happens is when you go out wherever, um, you're disoriented. You don't know where to go. You don't know what to look for. But familiar ground, it's, 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 and if you look at cases that were uh, serial murders, right? They all go and they all go back and visit those places. All of them do. I know I did when, when you know, when, when uh, I was being, uh, when I was on the run. Uh, I went back a time or two uh, just to see. Uh, there was nothing there. It was all cleaned up already. But I was there to see. Just wanted to drive by. I just wanted to kind of coast by there. I don't know why. I don't know why that, uh, uh, why there's a need to do that. But I know, speaking from my experience, I went back. And many of the guys that I've done time with, they did the exact same thing. So I, it, when, he, when he's captured, and he's going to get captured, this is why we're, it's so important to keep on making noise, keep on making noise until this dude is in handcuffs and headed to trial. Because justice needs to, 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 to prevail in this, in this case. It's, it's, tr- it's tragic. It's a 22-year-old girl that is gone from us. And 
you know, and this guy decides to run, of course. And I like what uh, John Wall said. I don't think he, he would take himself out. I think he's a coward. He, he, he doesn't have the nerve to do that. I think it partly it, it was uh, his way of <laughs> getting uh, Brian to go ahead and do that and challenging him with those words because I'm sure that he's got access to, you know, to uh, YouTube and to stuff like this. Uh, and um, and maybe that was John Walsh's way of challenging him to, to, um, to uh, you know, kill himself. I don't know. Uh, that's just a thought. But this is a case that's sensitive. And um, those of you that are family members, if you know this family, just make sure that you, you, love them, you love on them. Don't give advice that you don't have. Don't try to formulate advice. Don't try to, you know, make a recipe that's going to end up in a disaster just because you want to wing some words to someone that is hurt and going through something so awful as the loss of a baby girl, a 22-year-old, to a violent crime. Uh, the autopsy hasn't revealed exactly what, how uh, the uh, uh, the reason of her death. I think they're probably going to save that for the trial. I'm not sure. Uh, I would think that they want to keep that as clean as possible as evidence. Um, who knows? But it is disheartening to to know that this guy's out there. And I'll tell you what, Mo, and this is the dangerous part, because someone like that that's already killed and is on the run is desperate. And anyone that's getting in his way uh, has the potential of being killed as, as, as well. If you see him, if you spot him, don't try to take matters. Don't try to be a hero and so that you can become, you know, some icon on YouTube or on the media. Call the authorities right away. Keep your head on a swivel. Be sure that you know your surroundings. Know that this guy is out there and he's desperate. And in his mind, I'm more than positive that he's that the thought of I'm uh, I'm going to have to kill my you know my way through this and whoever gets in my way, well that's too bad. I know those thoughts are going through his through his head. So all that stuff is, 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 is he's, he's all messed up already. So don't play hero. That's my advice to you. Do not play hero. If you spot him, always call 911, call local law enforcement, and let them handle it. They have the training. They have the schooling. They have the weapons. They have what it takes to take someone like Brian Laundry down. So don't try to get in the way of that just so that you can be a face that's recognized. Your life could very well end up, unfortunately, like Gabby's as well, because you try to be a hero. Let allow law enforcement to do that. Um, and this is also uh, some advice for, for you guys. For anybody, I don't care if it's male or female. Have your head on the swivel, man. Like, know your surroundings. You know, when you're going out into an open parking lot, 
look around. Don't just be naive and think, well, I live in a nice safe, uh, you know, area. I'm just going to get in my car and go. And it's 12 midnight or 10 at night. It's dimly lit. And because this has been your routine, you, you're not aware of your surroundings. This is how violent crime happens. When people are not paying attention. And, and, and you look like prey, and, well, the predator is after you. So keep your eyes looking around. Be aware of your surroundings. You know, uh, uh, walk with people, uh, it, it, you know, that you trust. Uh, have help with you. And, and I keep saying this on the show. If you've never committed a crime, then I, su- I highly suggest that you purchase a, 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 a handgun, a shotgun, whatever it is, uh, uh, you know, something that, you, that will protect your family and yourself. Get adequate training. It, it is your Second Amendment right. Practice it. Do it. Because it's going to allow you to sleep a whole lot better at night. No one belongs in your home unless they live there. That's just how it is. And you have the right to defend yourself. You have a right to defend your family, your property. You have a right. That's a God-given right. So I, I, I wanted to touch base, and I just wanted to make sure that we didn't forget Gabby Petito. I, I want to make sure that our audience here at the Shock Hunter Podcast uh, makes some, some noise, helps out in uh, spreading the news across the country. We need to get this Brian Laundrie locked up immediately. And the more of us that make noise, the more of us that have radio shows, podcasts, TV shows, we need to keep this case fresh so that this guy, he's going to make a mistake. Uh, guaranteed. He'll make a mistake. He'll make a, you know, he'll, if he's driving, he's going to forget to put his turn signal on. He's going to be out late at night. Um, he's gonna listen. I wouldn't. This is what I. Uh, uh, this is what I did when, when I was on the run. I slept in construction sites, in empty buildings, in empty apartments, in condemned areas. That's where I put my pillow. In those types of exactly in those places, I lived on a construction site for a while. Uh, I went uh, there to the construction site late at night, and woke up very early in the morning before the construction crew would get there. I slept in abandoned buildings. I slept on roofs in condemned uh, buildings because I knew that these are the places that, you know, people aren't going to look at. So there's a, a condemned building. If there's an empty barn somewhere, if there's a, a construction site, I wouldn't put, put it past uh, this dude living and sleeping in those conditions because they're the safest conditions. Uh, you know, you, you could stay out long uh, if you stay in those kind of places. If you have a construction site, make sure that you got cameras there or something, sensors, or something that will grab your attention, especially now with a ring. You could put a ring somewhere. Uh, it'll, you know, capture uh, somebody walking uh, and uh, you you might be the person that solves this this mystery of where Brian Laundrie is at and locate him and and have him arrested. So I want to thank you so much. But please, I think all of us 
coming together as a country right now for this family, we need to get um, this guy into the hands of justice and justice for this family. Um, please pray for them, the Petito family. Uh, pray for them. Genuinely pray for them. And, and let's get this guy uh, locked up immediately. Again, thank you so much for being part of the Shockaller family. Oh, by the way, before I go, uh, I, I wanted I want to read some some cool stuff that um, I want to you know that that I want to share with you. And this is stuff that's happening, man. Uh, uh, this is stuff that's that's taking place uh, all over the the country uh, with the book, the Shockaller. Um, but we got some really cool reviews just lately uh, of people that you know have been impacted by by the story, and I want to read some of those to you, just three. Uh, but one of them caught my attention, and this review is on Amazon, and it's from Shayla Gonzalez, and her her title says this book is changing my husband's life, and listen to what she writes in her review. My husband is currently incarcerated in the hole at the moment, meaning in solitary confinement. I sent him this book. He read it all within, 20, within two days, and today he called me crying. He's not really an emotional man. Saying he wants to fall in love with God, he wants to know him. I pray every day for him to fall in love with God. I broke down. Thank you for your story. It is changing our family. And, and this is why we wrote this book, The Shock Collar. Because this is, what, this is what our hope was. That it would change people's lives, that people would repent and come to Christ. And here is this guy in a similar situation that I was once in, in solitary confinement, crying, literally crying out to God to forgive him. And I, I, I just, um, I'm floored by what, God is doing through the book, The Shock Collar. If you haven't got it yet, go to Amazon, get it. Go to your Barnes & Noble, go to your bookstore. Uh, request it if you're uh, at a Christian bookstore, request it. And they'll get it, and you can purchase it from there. Um, but thank you so much, uh, Shayla Gonzalez. Uh, I'm going to make sure that uh, if you listen to this podcast and you're listening to me right now, uh, just know that we're praying for your husband that his walk would continue uh, with Jesus and that the changes that God makes in his heart would be so pivotal and so impactful to those around him uh, where he's at. Thank you so much again. This is Casey Diaz of the Shot Caller Podcast. Till next time, keep Jesus first. <laughs>